Let's go beyond nerds here a little bit, because it's also why when we do improv shows, we don't ask actors to to be our guests on stage. Oh, yeah, yeah totally. It's a bad because idea. It's a bad idea. You know, especially other improvisers. Mm. Oh, yeah. Lord. And also comedians. Like, it doesn't work if anybody has any familiarity with the gag. <laughs> like, you no. need yeah. somebody. You need a blank slate. You need a, just a pile of clay or it, or it <laughs> falls apart. <laughs> just a big, stupid <laughs> idiot who's confused. <laughs> Sorry, did anyone buy a ticket here tonight is made primarily of clay? Raise your hand, please. <laughs> We'd like to Michelangelo this and pull the statue from the stone. Is that all right? Yeah. Yeah. I- I'm pretty sure there's a joke hidden in you if I can just chisel away some of that clay. <laughs> anyone who brought outside candy and or drinks into the theater. Um, we're looking at you. <laughs> someone who's sort of chewing gum and popping it obliviously, you're- you'll do great. <laughs> This guy brought a whole bag of Werther's. <laughs> He's coming up. My name is... Mr. Sour Pickles. They are the visionaries. Grappling hook. Unlock it. It's all about helping people. Hold up with people. Oh, you're getting on my nerves, horse. We can't ever go back to Arizona. How did JFK get my spaghetti video? To help them fight Mondragor. Hey, welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the adult podcast about children's cartoons. My name's Andy. My name's Austin. And I'm Rory. And we have a very fun guest today. Welcome, Corey. Hello. Hello. I'm Corey. She's a new one to the podcast. We haven't had you on before. How's it going? Uh, Well, I'm really excited and low-key, like, 10% nervous. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, that's that's actually... That's We've got you where we than, want you. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm always probably uh, 20% nervous just because I never know what Rory's going to do. So, <laughs> you know, there's a healthy, keeps a healthy amount of fear of God in me. Yeah. Uh, I want to, I want to tell you guys a little story. You, you, the listener here, which is that, uh, uh, you know, not to put Rory on blast. He did show up a little late and that's fine. We oh, were talking. Brother. Here the we rest go. of us were the rest oh, of us brother. were talking a little bit. We were working ourselves up into that comedy lather. Rory got here. It got a little silly. And then I think here's what my here's what I think actually happened. I think none of us want to talk about this cartoon. And I think <laughs> we were putting it off as long as humanly possible before we actually started this show. And now we're Was here and we gotta do it. <laughs> upsettingly bland for a show <laughs> with such a high concept I, like premise. <laughs> nothing happened. Well, hold on, hold on. We gotta, we gotta back way up, back into space. Uh, yeah, we gotta, we gotta. Really, where we need to recenter this, the center of the universe is our patrons, and yeah, the blame, the blame part the of blame. the show. Yes, who we told, uh, we told explicitly, you're fucking it up. They voted mm-hmm. to, for us to watch a show called Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys. Uh, that was a poll. We did a poll, and you could have picked. A lot of shows, uh, yeah, like a lot of really interesting, great shows <laughs> from and 1996. Like they were all from the same, admittedly very interesting year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, uh, you landed on Captain Simi and the Space Monkeys, <laughs> and uh, we have to honor that contractually uh, <laughs> because money has changed hands. So, like we are moth, watching like that moths today. to a light, you just you picked the silliest name and gave it no thought. <laughs> And yeah, uh, now we're all suffering together, patrons. And I, I want to say that what we, what I do know on the Patreon, which of course we talked about all last month, so you should know about it. Uh, sorry to bring it up again, but what we do is I have now started making these YouTube playlists where you can just click play and watch all the intros for the shows that are on the poll. So you should have known what you were getting. Like you should have seen it and been like, "Oh, I get it. Oh, that looks that looks like how it looks." And then maybe not vote for it. I feel like the the intro theme doesn't really capture the blandness of this show. I exactly. think you might be right. If you were to watch yes. the playlist, you you might be uh, here is convinced here is what that the it's intro ahead, sounded like. That intro sounded simultaneously like Star Trek, Star Wars, Street Fighter, and somehow Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, but like mm. all dialed down to like a six. Yeah, like a weird low this simmer. Is six. This is six entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like take all this really great shit and then like this just kind of the... juice out the good stuff and give us the rind. This is yeah. mom's on the phone, and I have to. You have to be. You have to, your attention has to be kept 
But if you're laughing, then it's going to fuck everything. Like, I just need you busy. This is a this is a keep your kid busy show. Wow, that's really apt. Uh, that's hmm. really mm-hmm. bleak. <laughs> uh, so this this one this one uh, was produced by and and it's kind of unclear. I think there's been a lot of companies eating companies over the years. Uh, I see I see the names of like Epic Inc. Animation, Tune Us In Animation, and also like Hallmark Entertainment, like the greeting Hallmark. cards. Oh dear, yeah. and uh, and also Bobot, our friends Bobot. Yeah, the, the I distribution. think I think we're entering the era of sort of like rapid economic shifts in the in the animation and uh, world. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's it's really unaffordable, and yet. Uh, kids love it for some weird reason. I mean, we we get it in our brains, but yeah. we can't really explain it scientifically. It's just this thing that is, no matter how how strangely un unfinancial it would seem, <laughs> it kind of pays off sometimes. It's an odd. It's starting to become an odd industry. Where well, it's, a sl- it's a slot machine. These companies yeah, are playing the slots. Yeah. They're trying to put in as little money up front as they can to sort of like maybe jumpstart a brand with a with an action figure or who knows what it is. Just some sort of like weird cross industry way to get kids to make their parents spend money on it. Well, you, you know what's funny is that what happened at this exact same time and ran for just as long was Disney's Mighty Ducks cartoon, which we've already Mighty seen. Mighty Ducks. Uh, which definitely had a better <laughs> intro, but I wouldn't say is a better Maddox. show. I would say is pretty much on a similar level to this show. Yeah, um, in a lot of ways, I found it more coherent. I I found myself kind of struggling to figure out why the things that were happening were happening in Captain Simeon. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll heavily a, agree with that. Yeah. Okay. What right. What blew my mind was I like to see who's voicing the people because i Mm -hmm. i just that's like a thing i love and i was blown away by like the huge names and i know that 1996 was like four whole years ago it was like a really long time ago but um (laughs) but and things like 60 years ago but it was like (laughs) it was like michael dorn maurice lamarche malcolm mcdowell like huge huge fucking names michael dorn being wharf yeah Maurice LaMarche being fucking everyone ever in an animated thing ever. (laughs) And and also Jeff Bennett, who is in everything ever. So so something I found interesting, we often note when an anthropomorphic female (laughs) is entirely too fuckable for the for the for the age group that it's intended and the animal she's representing yeah there's like a um, weird there's a there's a weird like venn diagram almost of like like sort of like a weird appropriateness i guess or or like who is this show really for like what is happening and and it's always just with the women and but but in this show i think i would venture a guess that more people had to go to therapy for how hot Captain Simeon is. Yes. <laughs> yes. What? He's like, yes. He's what? like Nathan Fillion the monkey. I was gonna say Nathan Simeon a little bit. I fully wrote down, I was like, I was like, why does this guy look like a 1996 hot Mel Gibson? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, There's some why? really fuckable Nathan Fillion energy happening here. Yeah. Uh, that That surprised me a little bit. Yeah, um, and maybe, and I was wondering whether or not I was just kind of getting a little because over over on our our sort of sibling show, the Infinite yeah, maybe Backlog, Shane had sort of like weathered down your barrier, and you were like, yeah, hey, now, <laughs> or, or, like I don't did, know, did but it's sh- did Shane bully me into being gay? <laughs> <laughs> but like we talk about, we there's so many sexy dudes in '60s Marvel comics. It's like absurd. Oh, yeah, like everyone everyone is hot. Even Oof. the ones that shouldn't be hot are hot, and it's really mm-hmm. bizarre. And so I was wondering whether or not I was kind of like oversensitized to it, and maybe are you projecting. Over-sexed? Yeah, I was getting a little oversexed, and now I was attracted to this monkey man. But I think <laughs> if I'm not alone, then this is a thing. You're not alone. No. I, yeah, that too could throw me around the room. <laughs> <laughs> this show, like, it tried to do that thing that I feel like a lot of stuff in the 90s did, which was, like, grab from all the different, like, hot things. So, yeah. like, the super hot monkey captain guy and, like, the 
the onboard computer that sounds like the secretary from Ghostbusters and like oh. the like hilarious comic relief that is the New York Spider oh, Monkey. Like it was just so it was like eighty percent bad catchphrase and like twenty percent mm-hmm. trope. It was so yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, there's a lot of really I don't want to say heady, because that's definitely the wrong word, but like <laughs> uh, yeah. I yeah. would say advanced level for a kid show sci-fi concepts that clearly yes. yeah, kinda. clearly this is Mighty Ducks if the people watch Star Trek. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Uh <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't what else is there anything else that we should talk about big picture before we before we jump in? Uh I think I think Austin, we should talk about uh what we found on IMDB about Rob Hudnut. Yeah. Um, the two creators the two creators of this show are Gordon Brassick and Rob Hudnut. And I'll I'll talk about Brassick for a second. Brassick uh is an Emmy winning writer, but for other work he was doing at the exact <laughs> same time for the Animaniacs and Pinky in the Brain. Uh, which were both running around this time. So I don't know how he had the time or the gall to also make Captain Simeon. Like, now I get to do what I really want, Captain <laughs> Simeon. Uh, but yeah, he he worked on much better shows, and he even uh, wrote several episodes of the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon for babies, but not the Pingus episode, Austin. Right, okay, um, thank you. Uh, but yeah, no, but, that's Brassic. It, it also explains, Brassic also explains why some of the jokes do actually hit, and, and we'll talk more about that. And uh-huh. I, I think I'm going to be a little more complimentary of this show than y'all are, but uh, you know that's that's a story for later. But well, somebody has to be. Yes. Yeah, so Rob Hudnett, though the other creator, uh, I took a look at his IMDb, and boy, uh, his looking at his IMDb is kind of insane. <laughs> like, did I filter because, this wrong? Did I do I have a weird filter on? Yeah. Is it? Let me just read kind of everything he did from 2014 to say 2008. Barbie yeah, and the Secret it. Door, Barbie the Pearl Princess, Barbie and her sisters <laughs> in a ponytail, Barbie Mariposa and the Fairy Princess, Barbie in the Pink Shoes, Barbie the Princess and the Pop Star, Barbie a Perfect Christmas, Barbie Princess Charm School, Barbie a Fairy Secret, Barbie in a Mermaid Tale 2, Barbie a Fashion Fairy Tale, Barbie in a Mermaid Tale, Barbie in the Three Musketeers. <laughs> so uh, when, when I see when I hear something like that, what what I what I sort of infer about a writer is that they know formula and they can deliver on a deadline, and that's really about it. Yeah, you that know, guy like is somebody, living. Somebody is gonna fucking earn a paycheck on writing Barbie stuff. It's nobody's passion project. It's right. probably the best kept secret. It's probably the cushiest gig in the entire industry, where he's <laughs> yeah, just probably. sitting back, hitting a few buttons, and making Barbie content happen uh, for the last decade. Uh, but what is it? Because you can you can edit your own IMDb page, right? Like I don't have one, so I don't know. But like you get to write your own um, bio. I think. Yeah, but it is kind of wiki, wiki-ish. Uh, okay. When because we his... spoke to Kevin Altieri, remember he was talking about how people <laughs> kind of keep, keep, keep fucking uh, with my IMDb Keep fucking page. with his IMDb. <laughs> Stop putting Maxi's World on that list. <laughs> uh, but no, I wanted to read you this. It says, his movies, television series, and specials have inspired billions of hours of viewership and over $15 billion in entertainment, toy, and consumer product sales. Uh, Weird metric, but okay. Woof. <laughs> yeah. So this man, this man's worth billions of dollars, and I think it's maybe time we dive into his magnum opus, Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys. <laughs> oh, let's dive right in. everybody we are back we're back again it's the three of us with our friend Corey, and we are returned to talk about captain simeon episode one uh that title is yes we have no bananas part one uh, uh of course based on the has... hilarious novelty song yes we have no bananas <laughs> that nobody likes and and very little further uh interaction with the episode <laughs> yeah yeah there's sort of a moment um, when I guess they confirm that they have no bananas. Uh, yes, there's I, one I moment. just to sort of create a payoff, but it's um, monumentally <laughs> anticlimactic. Yeah, um, let me let me read off the synopsis here. So, during the Monkey Man space flights, of course, of NASA's, you know, in the '60s, uh, the Monkey Man space flights, one of the rockets with a chimp named Charlie went off course and into the far reaches of the universe. An advanced race of aliens 
Enhance Charlie's intelligence, give him a monkey crew and a ship, and they name him Captain Charlie Simeon. Their mission is to defeat an alien named Nebula, who plans on taking over the universe with a matter called the Anti-Force. Okay, so I think it's it's important to really linger on this moment. Uh, he left Earth a regular monkey mm-hmm. and a hyper-intelligent, benevolent space uh, culture. Uh, made him incredibly hot. <laughs> <laughs> and moderately smart. Yeah. yeah moderately yeah. smart. But not so yeah, smart that he's not hot anymore. Not you know so what I mean? smart that he's like in charge of the bedroom. Like it's still your <laughs> fantasy and he's kind of just there. I yeah, like him hot and dumb. your needs. <laughs> not too dumb. Not knowing that he's going to fuck up. Not, he's not going to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. This is your fantasy. It's your world. But he's not... <laughs> He's not going to suddenly, he's not going to be suddenly be getting orders, no. He brings the Worthers. <laughs> he brings the Worthers. He shows up with the tools you asked for. <laughs> yeah, monkeys not to use tools. <laughs> so, okay, I, I want to I pause here. We really should talk about all the weird world building things, all the various names of these characters, etc. But I want to give Corey uh, a second here. Uh how far off is Captain Simeon from the kinds of things you actually enjoyed when you were a child? Um, I was a big Darkwing Duck, um, Tailspin. Um, I watched I watched the Mighty Ducks cartoon. Okay, uh, yeah, as sure. a yep. child, yeah. Uh, big into Duckburg stuff. Big into Duckburg. I was big into Duckburg. Um, I watched a lot of Gargoyles. And just tons and tons and tons of Disney animated films. Uh, But mostly I was reading because I'm a nerd. Sure. Oh, wow. So we're just bragging on the show now. I'm just a real square. (laughs) I'm a a L7 weenie. What were you reading? Was it ElfQuest? (laughs) ElfQuest? Did you read ElfQuest? Corey, did you read ElfQuest? Uh, (laughs) I didn't read ElfQuest till high school. Nice. (laughs) This this definitely feels like the kind of trash that I would have eaten up had I known that it existed because <laughs> as we've talked about uh, before when we watched Mighty Max, which I should be noted, Mighty Max is also a Gordon Brassic joint uh, Mighty to Max some degree. Fucked, though. Andy, did you uh, read ElfQuest? I did not. I never read <laughs> ElfQuest. <laughs> do you want to get Austin's question out of the way now or do you want to wait and, un- and, and jump in later with it? Am I the only one who found this thing at like eight years old and was like deeply influenced by its odd sexual content? Perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think probably. Are yeah, you gonna? I think so. Is this going to be the thing when you get famous one day for writing your like seminal novel and people are like, "What were your influences?" And you get to say ElfQuest in like a national no, interview Elf, on TV. ElfQuest isn't an influence exactly. It was more Just, like. I went to, I, I, I was a big library boy. I was, uh, mm. and, uh, you know, the comic section, the ElfQuest books were huge. They, yeah. And uh, as a, you just can't not, and you're a little kid and it's like elves and quests, what the fuck? And then you open it up and it's like, these are elves and quests and porn. <laughs> well, I don't know why we watched this monkey show tonight. Uh, we should we just talk about ElfQuest. I would love to do an ElfQuest podcast. It would be the most banana thing that's ever Did happened. Did you just say podcast? You have the he name said, for it. Yeah, the, it's called the ElfQuest podcast. That's that's what it would be called. <laughs> well, okay. I really love this because this is a further example of how none of us, except Austin, really want to talk about Captain Simeon. <laughs> I have I have plenty of notes about my thoughts okay. on Captain okay. Simeon Austin. Oh, same, same. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, I have so much it. to say. In fact, I actually did watch a bit of Captain Simeon as a child. Oh no! Uh, because I was what you would call a, a monkey kid. I was. <laughs> I was the obs- library. They threw me in the basement with the TV and hoped I came out alive. Yeah, no, I, I had a I had a thing for monkeys, and I know well in the context of it doesn't of sound very good. Hot, no, in the context <laughs> of talking about how hot this captain is, it doesn't sound great. But I I just liked monkeys. <laughs> I collected like monkey figurines, so I saw when there's a monkey show on TV, I was like, oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> and hot damn, uh, they're in space. They're in yeah. space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got everything. It does. Uh, it, it does this have everything. Show it has seems everything. <laughs> uh, what first I want to say is, so 
the they use a framing device which is kind of interesting in these two episodes is they do like a little uh in media res framing device with captain simeon who is already already in the middle of of a plot we don't fully understand yeah (laughs) and they do a thing that if it wasn't for the intro and i think a lot of anime and and cartoons have gotten smarter about this but saving the intro for later either later in the show or sure let you episode two like yeah once you've kind of figured out what the cast is going to be um but we get this this cold open with captain simeon uh not cold because it's after the intro right so we've already seen what it's about but we get a person who has a helmet on and is talking to houston and the ship is going down and we don't know that he's a monkey man necessarily in the context of this clip until yeah. another two pairs of hands go onto his emergency brake as his ship is crashing, which would be a great reveal yeah. if we hadn't just seen the, you know, 45 <laughs> seconds of monkeys. There is competent writing in these two episodes that I found the joke writing acceptable. Yeah. The plotting was odd. Well, the whole first, the whole first episode is just a setup and we've seen that in cartoons before. Yeah, sure. We basically don't get to do anything in the first episode. Uh, It reminded me of um, Spartacus and the Sun Beneath the Sea with mm. this, like a lot of really neat sci-fi ideas just dumped in the lap of a show that's not performing well. (laughs) <laughs> totally totally yeah because again like captain simeon is voiced by the the guy from babylon 5 and you know <laughs> michael dorn is the villain and it's just like the the sci-fi cred lives in it and it wants to be yeah you know hitting with some cool ideas and you have interesting things like you know this frozen monkey this you know simeon uh was a NASA monkey and then he got fed a whole bunch of cool ideas by some, <laughs> you know, space space ghosts. Which that... really isn't that just humanity in a nutshell? <laughs> yeah. We have to be clear here. These these advanced space ghost beings, uh they tell them the name, they tell him the name of their species and the name is and they leave a long pause because their name can't be spoken. <laughs> Right. Can only Which be then thought. Captain Simeon responds. Oh, that must make it hard to make dinner reservations. Oh my God. I laughed so hard. I laughed <laughs> it's, so hard. It's a pretty good joke. It, there's, I, I have to, the, the, there's a, a, a kind of a central conceit that I sort of have to swallow, but I, I, I don't want to, where I guess we have to assume that they're. <laughs> I'm they're, with you, Corey. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> we, I'm, we have to assume. I'm a 12 year old. Like deviant. That, that's fine. You're the perfect target audience for this cartoon. <laughs> Great. Uh, their human, like their Earth knowledge about things like dinner reservations. I guess we have to just assume that that was in the monkey already. Yeah, or it just got did, downloaded with stuff. Or, or, or did these future people somehow know about Earth culture and things so that they could make these sick well, references? They did say. They did say this is the emissary from Earth that we've been waiting for. Are Maybe they've been watching Earth TV. Just, just for the record, before we move on, that across the cosmos, Earth is the only culture with dinner reservations. <laughs> <laughs> you're being very presumptuous, Andy. Is this the premise Andy? you're presenting to me, Andrew? <laughs> All right. Well, now that you've turned it back on me and fucked me, well, maybe, 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 yeah, maybe you make a good point. <laughs> I've been fucked. <laughs> so basically, they've been the sort of last guardians of the universe or guardians of earth i don't know it's sort of unclear i think Um, it's the universe yeah and so they they were waiting for some prophecy of like some intelligent being of earth to come visit them and then it's a monkey and they're like oh you must be i guess you're the you're what they've got i guess you're the best the god king of earth wukong when they (laughs) said when they said i had thought earth creatures had evolved beyond this state i (laughs) literally almost spat out my water I was like, yeah, we haven't. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. truly haven't. So so they, they give him the good brain juice and the hotness and then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a cool <laughs> pair of clothes. And it's like, hey bud, you're you're the protections now. We have to go die and give him and fade clothes. Into they the give him dimension. shame. They give him shame for his nudity. <laughs> they do. Give, they yeah. do. Like, you're hot enough now. You're hot enough now to withstand the heat. 
Also, a quick note about his hotness is like yeah, 30% yeah, yeah. of it his haircut. Because for me, it was like 30% his haircut. Yeah, he's got good haircut. He's good got haircut. Those, those, those fun 90s swoopies that sort of come yeah. off the head a little High bit. And tight. Yeah. 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 And, and uh, like, a, and like a gr- his gray, his, his gray beard, his gray, uh, what do you got? Five o'clock shadow. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's so yeah, with Kirk With Kirk energy. He does you know? have Kirk okay. energy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Some yeah. of his deliveries definitely like some of the words come out quicker than you than they ought to. Uh, <laughs> I'd let it, I'd it. let him fling <laughs> I'd let him fling his poop at me. I'd I'd, get, I'd let him trap me in an enclosure. Uh, <laughs> I'm not here to yuck anybody's yum. I want, but I think I wanna, that he was pretty cute. So the, the the important thing that we should talk about really fast is that they uh there's a bad guy, his name is Nebula. He's also kind of a uh He's gone. He's gone past a physical form. He kind of looks like a black hole with a face, um, and like sometimes him. in some shots he sort of looks like he's in a tube, like Zordon style. <laughs> That's what I'm uh, saying. Like, is it a Zar- is, is it Zardon? Is it Zordon? Zordon. What's the name? Zordon. Yeah, he's got a Zordon. He's a Zordon tube head sometimes, um, and he wants their anti force so that he can create a new universe inside of himself and be God. Sure. Oh, yeah, baby. That's pretty, that's pretty, uh, as Austin was kind of loath to say earlier, that's pretty heady. Um, <laughs> it's kind of wild, yeah. And, <laughs> and, I, and I, I, did, I did appreciate it. And uh, to fight him, uh, he needs a whole crew to man this ship that the, that the, the spooky uh, ghosts have given him. And so when they need to get like a whole crew, they summon monkeys from Earth because all he knows are Earth and monkeys. That's and so true. <laughs> That's true. I know two things, Earth and monkeys, and I'm all out of monkeys. <laughs> Before we get to those monkeys, though, can we talk yeah, yeah. real quick about Nebula's hench people? Yeah. And oh. how they take their goddamn brains out? It's so spooky. Great. It's really weird. It's like uncomfortable for for me to watch. It was very gross. It's kind of a cool concept, though. I mean, we've seen a lot of dumb, forgettable hench people, and I will say that Reese's Two is memorable. Um, not only is it Malcolm McDowell being sort of an android <laughs> brain monkey, truly, uh, <laughs> but he does brain things. So his guns have little brains that go inside, and his he can swap out brains that occasionally change. And all he talks about are like. I just changed my mind. Yeah. Like, okay, we get it. Yeah. Yeah, it's got kind of a Chang vibe from Community. <laughs> community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like, or like from the the Ducktail special we watched with the the Ghost of Christmas Past. Um, always doing those time puns. You know. Oh, or, or when are we? Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't. He doesn't miss a single opportunity to do one of those. I I can't. Uh, yeah. The, I changed my mind. At one point, it's like. That's just what I had in mind. In, in mind. mind. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yikes. It's it's really it's really entertaining though. I mean, he's you know yeah he's definitely commands the screen <laughs> when the the swappable brain guy is on is on screen. Yeah. <laughs> swappable um, brain guys is my new ska band. Mm. That's good. <laughs> Andy, tell us about tell us about the crew. Tell us about the zoo crew, if you will. Oh, you got it, you got <laughs> it, baby. So from from uh, from a, an abusive organ grinder in New York City, we get his performing spider monkey named Spidor, Spidor, Spidor. It's hard to tell. Don't think about it, Spidor. Yeah, Spidor. And uh, so he's he's our our catchphrase, our uh, our our joke monkey. He's uh, the one that they're gonna from Newsies. Uh, <laughs> he wishes yeah, he was crutchy from Newsies. <laughs> I, yeah, I, they're they're the he's the punchline guy, right? I mean, they 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 have him mugged to the camera more often than not. Um, <laughs> and then from Tibet, we have uh, a Chinese golden monkey named Shaolin, who it seems like they. This this monkey seems like she was already a person. Yeah, that's that threw me the most. I think this whole episode <laughs> was the odd. biggest. Not just a person, but a goddess. Yeah, 
Yeah, she's she's like like there's these two guys fighting and then they can't decide who won and they're like, well, ask the goddess. And this just like monkey woman stands up and is a, is about to give a fucking like judgment. It's like she's that's got a like woman. a rod. She's got like a scepter and is sitting in a throne. And this is just a normal monkey, apparently. Yeah. Uh, and they they abduct her uh, from Okeechobee Falls. There is an orangutan in a zoo named Splitzy, uh, and he's uh, we're told by the shitty kid who's throwing soda at him. He's Acting I real crazy. Oh, I hate crazy. that, kid. Ooh, yeah, I hate that kid. Oh my god, <laughs> it's it's a dumb trope because the, he can't get a single like he's half of the line. He's like a smart, intelligent like beast from X Men. He's sort of Hank McCoy, and then he'll switch and he'll be like, he'll suddenly become Larry the Cable Guy. It sounds like a yokel, like a yeah. like a yeah. you know. And and it's 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 a I don't know it's kind of fun sometimes but most of the time it's uh, it's just played for the gag and we don't get anything interesting out of it. Well, right. it's, I think it's supposed to be Planet of the Apes reference and it's pretty obtuse yeah. and doesn't really land. Well, it doesn't land because every line he speaks does the same swap joke halfway yeah. through halfway through yeah. each line of dog. So every line is the same joke over and over and over. It did not pay off work. well. Yeah, you'd want him to maybe have an entire conversation as one of them, but no, he can't. He can't go through an entire sentence without swapping midway, so it gets very tiresome. Uh, and then our final, our final uh, character is a mountain gorilla who doesn't have a name uh, because he's a wild gorilla from Rwanda. And we see this scene of like these horrible hunters trying to come get him, and then uh, before. I don't know. Before before we can see the hunters get any real punishment, he uh, the gorillas abducted, which I was kind of sore at. I well, wanted to see those pieces of shit get pe- get beat up. Didn't they get surrounded by lions after he left, though? Yeah, they were surrounded by lions just yeah. before the the end moment. So yeah, but I wanted to see like a cartoony like cloud as they all jumped on him on them or something. <laughs> That'd be nice. Right? That'd be really <laughs> we nice. have That'd this be idea that hunters go into the Congo or in this case Rwanda, which I'm pretty sure is geographically nonsense mm-hmm. um to to hunt the to hunt the great ape um i don't think people hunt gorillas like they don't have tusks they don't they have said fur. it make a nice wallet so yeah they be poached to get they, like a gorilla wallet they have been known to be poached for their hides hmm. yeah but they don't have but, hides they've got skin <laughs> they've got awful skin like humans <laughs> see my vest, see my vest. <laughs> Made from you real gorilla, gorilla chest. The right type of people will find a reason to go kill yeah, something. That's probably true. Uh, it would make the most unsettling and horrifying wallet. Uh, and Truly. maybe someone's into that. <laughs> so, the output of gorilla to wallet, I mean, is so <laughs> wasteful. I mean, it'd have to make a lot of wallets. <laughs> Especially if they're like... Silver wallets, like they, they can only be made from the back of a like a little rack. money clip, like a money clip. Yeah. Oh jeez. Oh jeez. Oh, oh, it's so upsetting. A slaughter a, a whole pod of gorillas for one silver back. Oh god. <laughs> oh, is that why they call them a silverback gorilla? <laughs> that is like, one oh thing, god. though, that really irritated me, and I know that it shouldn't have because it's a children's cartoon from 1996. No, that's what we're here for. Don't worry about yeah, it. But, yeah, yeah, we live in this. Go ahead. But the throwing around of the word monkey when there were definitely apes yes, <laughs> also present, I was mm-hmm. like, they're not all, oh, God, geez, that's why kids don't know the difference. Yeah, and and they definitely our 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 sassy robot who we haven't specifically mentioned. What's his name? The uh, Orbitron. Orbitron. I loved him. Uh, he was an asshole. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, he's a he's a little floating. He's a little floating uh, sphere, kind of like a like a three four three guilty he's spark. He's a little floating turd. Um, but he uh he definitely says orangutan, uh, Yo. which again is just is just wrong and makes my my ears mm-hmm. hurt. It's bad. It's bad. Um, it's not good. But. But yeah, so we get these characters, and then they get all the good brain juice, uh, and so they all get smart, but they've retained some sort of you know very tropey personality, um, mm. except for the gorilla who still doesn't have a name, and the he kind of breaks the machine halfway through, and so he ends up only half smart, so he gets to be kind of our big dumb food eating trope, which you know we always love, I guess. Um, every show's got one. Every show's got the big dumb one who likes food, mm-hmm. I guess. Everybody's got one. Present. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so yeah, uh, the, the interesting one that I, I, I found 
I don't know. I was paying the most attention to was the was the lady that was Shaolin. Oh, uh, well, not because of that, Ooh. because because we've still because Andy forget, wants to we still fuck have that monkey because Andy's <laughs> on record as trying to he's he's had to have he's tried to have sex with monkeys and they kicked him out of the Woodland Park Zoo. He said, "No way, Jose." <laughs> I will not. I will not stand for this slander, but and, and especially not when you're 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 accusing not me. When of, the, of, not when the hot monk is at the point of violence zoo and everybody knows it. No, <laughs> that is true though. Point of violence. They have the better not- zoo life and they have the hotter monkeys. <laughs> no, God, I'm trying to say not when Captain Simeon's there. Like I'm not gonna Uh-oh. cheat. My eyes aren't gonna cheat on Captain Simeon when he's around. Sure. He does uh, pull focus constantly, but. <laughs> What they and this is kind of getting into episode two a little bit, but what they do with uh, Shaolin is like is so confusing, um, and <laughs> and what their intent intent is because she has this like regal like she you know she's expecting to be treated like a like like royalty, and so she does the royal we thing when she's talking about herself, and she has trouble taking orders from Captain Simeon, and um, does not like to be touched. No. Well, and uh, to give to give this show its, uh, you know, its ten pieces of silver, uh, I was really pleased to not have to put up with a Chinese accent. She's oh, truly, yeah. You know, they don't. They do just it. made the smart choice to just make her. You know, she's just an American girl who, for some reason, she's a Chinese monkey and she has an American accent and deal with it. Uh, it's, fun yeah. fact, though, uh, the actress who plays Shaolin, Karen Maruyama, uh, she also starred, well, not starred, but she also was featured in the movie Dunstan Checks In. So, <laughs> yeah. a little bit of That's monkey That's the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. A little bit of, <laughs> little bit of monkey, monkey uh, connections there. Hashtag <laughs> monkey connections. Thanks for my <laughs> segment, <laughs> monkey connections. But, like, for 96, this was way ahead of its time to be like, you know what we shouldn't do? Awful yeah. accents. Yeah. <laughs> Considering yep. the other shit that we have to put up with on this podcast from time to time. Yeah, agree. Oh, geez. Hard agree. I can, I can imagine. Um, I mean, considering that in a few years later, they would have Rob Paulson do the voice of Haji in Real Adventures of Johnny Quest. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's, they're, they're not out of the woods on the, on the making those choices, you know? No. No, in no way are they. There, There's a line I want to clip drop uh, that was, uh, I don't know, maybe revealing a little bit about Orbitron, where mm. Captain Simeon is saying, uh, before he gets, before he now, gets, pay Gorilla, attention, listeners. You're about to learn a lot about Orbitron. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, so Captain Simeon says, "We have time for one more. I need someone big, strong, and reliable." Yes, don't we all? Oh yeah. <laughs> I just want to bury Same yourself in his Orbitron. muscles. <laughs> Orbitron. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> He's just lonely, yeah. and he needs something big, strong, and reliable. I understand. Yeah. I yeah. get it. So, so yeah, we kind of, like I said, we spend this whole first episode basically doing setup. And so, uh, you know, there's a, there's a clear and present danger of, uh, of Nebula outside trying to kill us. And we've assembled the crew and the ghosts have fucked off. They've left us with a little orb guy in a, in a spaceship. And I guess it's like time to go. Yeah. And, uh, and at the T-T-G. end of the first episode, it's TDG, baby. <laughs> and at the end of the first episode, Rhesus 2 uh, jumps in, and it's sort of a, a, a to-be-continued cliffhanger. Um, oh, right. Another really kind of fucked up thing that they did on this show is that when we meet Rhesus 2 and we call him Rhesus 2, we hear Nebula go, Remember, there was a Rhesus 1. Once. That's right. That <laughs> we, pile we, of like dis, like dismembered monkey goop and bones. <laughs> And yeah. it's like, why is that yeah. still there? You didn't clean up the Reese's one mess off of your deck? Like, well, how is- else will the other Reese's learn, Andy? Oh my god, good question. Good point. <laughs> I, I will I would never make it as an evil overlord. Yeah, yeah, there was. It's just straight up like a blood gut pile. And like yeah, that's real gross. A BGP? Yeah, BGP. <laughs> when I say BGP, it is TTG. <laughs> <laughs> OMG. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I think in order to, to keep this discussion going, we got to go to a sponsor first. Hey, Rory. Yo. Rory, tell me a story. And that story is going to be about 
advertisements. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I was wondering if you could tell us about our new sponsor, Become a Seagull. Become a Seagull, everybody. So let, let, let's 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 rewind the clock to the year 1927. Uh, oh, wow. Hold on. I'm still winding. Well, yeah. I'll keep going while you continue. Uh, we're here now. The year's 1927. You finally want to finish winding your clock. Yes. And you and you're wondering to yourself, boy, howdy, wouldn't it be neat? Wouldn't it be neat to be a seagull? And uh, that's and that's what our founder, uh, J- uh, <laughs> Jacob Jacob Grease was was talking about with his with his with his mom on uh, on a cold on a cold New England night in 1927. <laughs> sure. Uh, the boy, the boy who would yet to become a seagull, but certainly would. Uh, uh, the journey began here. Okay. Uh, uh, now fast forward your clock to today. Okay, working on that now. You're you're 97. Got it. You're a 97. You're 97 year old Jacob Grease, whose mother has long since passed. But your dream, your dream of flight, and joining the Trash Birds in their in their awesome. Uh, we could call it what it is. Empire of Filth. Okay. Has not has not uh, faded. And so here here we are. Uh, the potion is complete. And uh, <laughs> having having imbibed it himself and flown eastward, uh, never to be seen again, uh, the the formula uh, has been left to his children, and they are interested in in a quick buck. Oh yeah, right. the Grease family is certainly opportune, <laughs> and they're okay waiting until the until the until the iron is hot to strike. Now, is it true what I've heard? When you, when you imbibe this potion, you too, not unlike Jacob, will sort of know the secret ancestral home of the seagulls and fly there yourself. Not unlike Jacob, you would you would know which way to fly. Uh, to, to connect with the the Ura seagull, mm. uh, the great the great father gull from beyond, from beyond the clouds. <laughs> oh, good! Wow, that sounds the deep amazing. one. The deep one. Uh, so for you know for uh, for five easy payments of twenty dollars, uh, they will send you the potion and uh, get it going, baby. Become a seagull. <laughs> Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys. Okay, we're back, everybody. We've come back from an advertisement. You've paid all. You've given everybody your money to us <laughs> through them, and yeah. that's the way that you know it works. Thank <laughs> capitalism, capitalism, baby. <laughs> uh, so we watched episode two of Captain Simeon as well as Cap- episode one. We watched. Yes, we still have no bananas. Part two. Which, hold on, which, you can't say part two and then change the title. It's just part two of Yes, We Have No Bananas. It's not Yes, We Still Have No Bananas. It's, you don't say part two. It's, if you're going to, okay, sorry. Austin's been spinning his wheels, like, upset about this for an entire week. Like, a whole week. so (laughs) upsetting. Maybe the redundancy was the point, and they were being really deep about it. They wanted to make you mad. I couldn't even get uh. through that sentence. <laughs> so, if you if you were curious what happened in this one, let me let me clue you in. They're not, Dear. but please tell us anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it goes a little bit like this. Charlie is determined to destroy the anti-force that Nebula needs by casting it into the nearest sun, nearest star. But there's only one yeah. sun, just for the yeah. record. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the son of God. Uh, Jesus. Son of God. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> long may he reign as the son of our universe. Jiminy, jiminy. Unable to make it, he instead puts it inside a disco ball and rings it to blow, if you know what I mean. Chachi, 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 chachi. Uh, when Nebula absorbs the ball, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it absorbs all of Nebula's energy, and he turns back into his original self, and then blows up. 
Naturally. Appl- applause break. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie then names the ship the Primate Avenger. Is that really the order of events? That's a weird summary. Uh, yeah, um, it's a very weird summary. Yeah, but I think close. it's important yeah. how much. I think it's important that Charlie names the ship the Primate Avenger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We Corey, this is something we see in a lot of weird summaries we'll get across the internet. Is people choose weird things to focus on, like whether <laughs> they devote half the summary to vehicles. like what the cars are that people get <laughs> and don't well, talk about the plot. If uh, I had written that summary, I would have made sure to include, wowza, he really swung a brain around by its spine there, huh? Yeah. yeah. There's yeah, a lot of get, that. It's, it's like weird a- because you have like spinal cords and brain and bloody monkey gut piles. <laughs> and then they have a, a line about how their their guns have, have four stun settings and so they can't <laughs> do lethal fire. Yeah. Um, so, so weird. <laughs> so like... You're kind of getting your cake and then not eating it. I don't know. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with that. I mean, it was funny. It was funny to see a gun with four settings and they all said stun. That is, is a good joke. It's legitimately yeah. funny. Uh, and and maybe under more competent hands, it could have been used as a fun meta commentary as to the the censorship going on with whatever network they needed to, to appease. Yeah. Uh, not unlike an Animaniacs joke, but they don't. From the really. same writers. Mm-hmm. They do. They don't really do that. Um, but honestly, this this whole this whole episode is kind of just one big action sequence. Yeah. yeah. And there's there's a few fun things that happen throughout. I liked this one more than episode one. I'm gonna definitely say that because it actually feels like we can do something as opposed to just meeting people and learning things, which you know is the most fun part of a cartoon for kids is meeting people and learning things. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to watching them blow stuff up with lasers. I know kids are here for the flashing lights. Um, but uh, but what else? Kids what are the love flashing lights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like this episode could have been the final episode, the way that they wrapped it up and the drama in which they did it. Like that weird speech that Captain Simeon starts to give Shaolin at the portal. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And he turns around and she's got, like, I was physically uncomfortable when he was speaking. Yeah. I was like, stop, 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 stop it. It's gross. Stop. Yeah. And you're so weird. T- you're being so weird right now. <laughs> he turned around and she was gone. And I was like, thank Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody with intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> I think most of my notes for this episode say things like, ew, stop it. What the fuck? Lord. Oh, no. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, had, I had a fair amount of this, too. Um, honestly, the, the thing that I was most surprised about is, and I know he must come back because Nebula clearly is the main bad guy, right? Like, he's sure. clearly yeah. the main bad guy. I mean, I didn't look, but yeah, I would guess... He he's got to be, and I'm and I'm pretty sure he shows up in other episode descriptions. Uh, well, it looks and... like you're just going to have to watch the next 24 episodes. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I'll do. Uh, he for sure dies, right? I mean, like he for sure dies. Well, he, he blows gets up turned so into hard. a human or something. Yeah, he was, a, he was originally a humanoid. Uh, is I something don't remember we learn. him dying. Dying. I felt like it. I felt like it was very ambiguous. Sure. I mean, we don't see a body. We don't see a bloody gut pile. And... Yeah. yeah, it's one of those weird things where you have to kind of make a choice about how specific a, a, child, a children's cartoon is allowed to be, where it's like, yes, we don't see a body. And, and, and I'm used to that, meaning that, like, you can always bring somebody back. But, like, a reasonable person should be able to follow the story. And if they're good, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Yeah, so it should know fe- what the state of things are at the end. Yeah. And it yeah. feels like this dude blew up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there, there, there is a funny standoff around the ship uh, with the the monkeys, and then with um, with Nebula and uh, what's the brain monkey Reese's Reese's too. too. And so <laughs> Nebula is asking them like, "Give me the anti force." And I, I was, con- I think, like a lot of us were confused. Like, wait, what is what this is fucking the anti? What the fuck is the anti force? And suddenly, Captain Simi is like, "You'll never get the anti force, Nebula. That's a promise." And again, we're like, "Hold on, what the fuck is the anti force?" <laughs> and then the other monkeys are like, "Hey, what's the anti force?" He's like, "Dude, I have no idea, uh, but I, I made sure he didn't get it." <laughs> it's, like, it's it's a it's a, a good funny joke. It's yeah, a good, it's a good response. funny response. 
and it um, feels it feels really it feels really organic, especially as like an adult viewer of Jonah's cartoons, <laughs> yes. where sh- sloppy shit comes in. You're like, wow, they really, you know, they really get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, or gloppy. Be- gloppy oh, shit. shut the because fuck up. Oh, God, It's glop. called the glop. It's like an acronym that they created yep. that is the uh, ant- also the anti-force or is different from the anti-force? It is the anti-force. Okay, uh, but it's or, also glop. Well, okay, it's very possible <laughs> that... Okay, so there's like a... We, we learned that the anti-force is just kind of this sparkly orb that floats in the middle of the machine that they used to, like, transport all the monkeys over here. Um, and so it's, it's basically like a weird space time teleporter. If I was to maybe try and explain it, I would say that the anti-force is the orb and the device is the glop, um, which glop stands for the graviluminous orbifolding positron generator, which is definitely something that, that I had to go and listen to what they were saying. (laughs) Well, and then we had to listen to him say, I'm going to fly this glop into the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Well, okay. There's a there's a really bad. I want to I want to talk about this. This is this is this stand, this stood out to me. Uh, it takes a teeny bit of setting up. So so, Orbitron is that his name? I keep screwing it up. It's Orbitron. Yes. Yeah. It it, it it's dumb. So I forget it. Uh, <laughs> or, <laughs> Orbitron gets uh, a little sassy with the captain and tries to like withhold info. And so the big gorilla man grabs him and he ends up breaking him on accident. And so. Even at the end of the two episodes, it doesn't seem like Orbitron's back to normal. He's still super whacked out because he's been literally crushed by the hand of a gorilla. And you'd and think that in the like years and years that they were gone, they would have fixed him. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's bizarre. And we're 100% talking about that shortly. But <laughs> when when he is flying around, you know, they're, they're using him for cheap jokes. And he's flying around singing the... Uh, the, the Howl 9000... No, he's singing, yeah, that like this old man, he played one, he played knickknack, he's doing that whole thing. Like he's, oh, he's such a crazy robot. And when Dr. Splitzy is trying to understand, like to sort of like understand what the glop is and how to get it to work, this is the, this is the sequence of events. He hears the, this old man, he played one, he played knickknack on my song. I take it back. That's the craziest thing I ever heard. Actually, it's quite helpful. And he one, two, yes, a binary program. A binary program. And then he turns his wrench like one time a little bit, and now it's working. And, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it stood out to me so hard because of how fucking horrible that was. The glop was within you the whole time. That's the real yeah. lesson. Yeah, you're the glop. <laughs> I want to go back to what Corey was talking about, though, because they there's a there's a thing that happens where uh, Captain Simeon essentially sends the rest of his crew home to Earth and is going to stay and take care of business, which sort of begs the question, like, what the fuck was the point of all this anyway? But OK. <laughs> and he sends them all home. And then there's a period of time where he's alone. And then they have this triumphant return, sort of like the Millennium Falcon arriving at the Death Star. And they show up and they save him. And. They've been like having their own show somewhere else that sounds very fun and interesting, <laughs> like Lost in Space for three years. And now they're back. And yeah. And yet they still want him to be their captain. Even though I, they've okay, been alive. I had this a, question too. <laughs> yeah. I want Shaolin to be the captain. Yes. 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 Somebody else take over. Because oh. they had to have taken over. And then they come they back. And captain Simeon has been captain for all of six minutes now. And they're like, <laughs> yes. all right, sir. Step right up and yeah, lead who, us. Who was captain while they were gone? Who's like, there's got to be some sort of animosity there, right? Like, well, it was my fucking ship for three years. Now we just got to give it to Captain Simeon. Like, fuck that. But like, we don't see any of that. They don't even want us to ask the question. Um, oh, but we're asking it. We're asking it. We're yeah. asking it. We're journalists. We're hard hitting journalists and we want to know. <laughs> also, they, they have to talk about how they got to relive the 70s when oh. they were lost in time. Oh, my goodness. And somehow work in. Uh, a Steve Martin reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, do a, the the arrow over the head and the excuse me. Well, excuse me. Yeah. Which just I just I'll never understand why, you know <laughs> why people just can't get enough of the excuse yeah, me. 
You don't think five-year-olds from the 90s are uh... <laughs> ready for somebody else's Steve Martin impression? It's... <laughs> Boy, it's bizarre. Here's here's my least favorite thing that came of the time jump. So we've we've seen Shaolin before, and she's clearly not into Captain Simeon's obvious flirtation. She doesn't even want yeah. him to touch him, touch her, and she wants to be treated like a queen and all this other stuff. And also, she shows very good prowess at the weapons systems. Like she hops on and is like really good at firing those good lasers. And he like is like, "Damn, you're really good." And she's like, "Yeah, I am." I, I, really I good mean, at lasers. I mean, we are, we are good. I don't yes. know if you've heard this before, but you're good <laughs> at lasers. You're very good at <laughs> That's lasers. That's what everyone really wants to hear is that <laughs> so, that one special someone leaning in close and going, "Hey, you're really good at lasers." <laughs> oh it's, man. Andy, I know what you're just saying there with the, with the like, her switch in voice of, like, I and we. Mm-hmm. It's so strange to know what they're going for. With oh, my goodness. Why she switches royal and singular, like. Well, it seems very much like they're trying to imply she's putting it on, you know. Excellent work, Shaolin. Thank you. I, we do have certain abilities. You certainly do. You know, it's sort of like a, like a. Oh, maybe we're breaking through her rough exterior, whatever. But what they fuck up for me is that when we come back after this time jump, he gives an order to Shaolin after jumping into the captain's seat really fast. And he's like, take a base of action. Yes, sir. The ship isn't the only thing that's improved around here. Hey, bam, bam, bam. Oh. And she's like, a ship runs on discipline, captain. And I was like, oh, gross. Oh, <laughs> oh no, we took away everything that made her interesting. And now she's just an obedient hot lady. And oh, no. It was gross. It was it was gross. Oh, that whole interaction sure. was gross. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It's it's very bizarre. And then this 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 whole shenanigan with the disco ball makes very little sense to me. Can anyone make this like no, sense? No. Oh no. sure, sure. Yeah. They put the glop into the disco ball <laughs> so they could yeet it into the sun. And um, what my understanding of what the orangutan said was all the uh-huh. mirrored surfaces sure somehow yes. reversed the explosion mm. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and instead mirrors these dang mirrors yes. yeah yeah how, how do mirrors work mirrors. no one and knows. instead of instead of exploding all the energy it sort of worked in reverse and sucked up all the energy and i was like cool cool yeah nope not at all <laughs> but no nope. the power of the 70s cory but the but yeah, steve you gotta, martin cory Disco, disco remember, is life. Remember That's Steve? what the arrow on the head. <laughs> Don't you remember Steve's good Don't arrow and Steve? how it saved the day? <laughs> yeah, this was the moral of the story was actually that disco is life. Right, yes, right. Yeah, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Disco is alive, actually. Mm. <laughs> it's not it was. Dead. It was so wild. It, we yeah, the disco ball saved the day, and and it didn't even seem like that was the the hero's plan. Like I think they wanted to put it into the sun, right? Or did they just uh-huh. assume that the bad guys would pick it up? How did it's they unclear. predict it? It's I'm unclear. not even gonna bother. I'm not gonna bother. I wouldn't. Yeah, those are the things that happened. Yeah, and that's fine. That's yeah. We have to. We we just we have to leave this this. <laughs> we have to leave the show as soon as possible. Uh, no. So I mean, that's the, the episode. Is there more? Yes. So I I want to say I want to say one or two more things. So one of them just just a couple of these you know you know we've had a segment before kind of where we we wrap up the weird little the the what 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 was that what was our character Austin for of uh, Flummox oh is it Flummox Fred yeah our Flummox, Flummox Fred <laughs> I don't I don't it, it it had no legs and that's fine but but I have some Flummox moments that I want to talk I'm about I'm just really sitting fast. here without legs being Flummox <laughs> being Flummox <laughs> uh he. Uh, so, Doctor, one funny thing is that Doctor Splitzy and Doctor Splits and Splitzy, the 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 two personalities, um, they everyone does a Voltron for their ship, like they all can split up into their own like little ships, it seems, and kind of mm-hmm. split off from the ship, and then they all have to do this sort of like check in, like go or no go, and it's like you know Simeon or Monkey One or whatever, go, and. I thought it was really fun that they both had to say it. And like Dr. Splits is monkey five and Splitsy is six. And they both had to check in and say, go. I, I There's something like if you're going to do a dumb split personality thing, I thought I like that angle of playing with it. Like sure, where they sure. both have to fair. check in. Like it I said, was fun. It, it has one liners that are the pretty good, pretty decent. All things considered. 
Yeah, surprisingly mm-hmm. competent. And of course, that's why those people made Pinky and the Brain and Animaniacs and decided right. to not do plot-heavy shows. <laughs> but my other favorite moment is right at the end when Gorilla finally decides to tell everyone. You know, they've all, it's like, oh, we've named the ship the Primate Avenger. And Gorilla's like, I, I have a name too. I am Gorilla. And instead of just shitting on him and being and, and being like, that's dumb. That's just a fucking dumb name. They're all so supportive immediately. That was surprisingly nice. <laughs> it was a very <laughs> nice moment. It was really nice. Even the spider monkey wasn't a shit bird about it. No. Yeah. yeah they were all like, oh, that's a dope name, hey, buddy. Nice to meet you, gorilla. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Let's kiss you. <laughs> Let's run this ship on some discipline, Gorilla. <laughs> yeah, baby. Let's kiss. Let's kiss each other. Let's all have a monkey kiss party on the bridge of this ship. Let's Ooh. just cu- let's just cut oh, up and okay, see what happens. Okay, let's go to the wrap up. No, let's get. No, we need the disco ball. Get the disco ball out. We're gonna have a kiss party. And there's Remember bananas. Martin? Oh, there were bananas, but they ate all. This is an un- this is an all. unsanctioned. This is an unsanctioned. Part of the podcast. <laughs> this <laughs> is a sequel all... to Captain Simeon episode was, it, two that they're too yeah, afraid this is to pirate give you. Radio. It was declared it's time for a wrap up, and yet, <laughs> and yet people continue to talk about the monkey kiss. <laughs> we can talk about Elf Quest some more. <laughs> hey everybody, we're back in the show. We. <laughs> What is what did we do for the last hour? I don't. I, I feel like I blacked out, and then the podcast happened. Uh, it was still an hour. I felt like we were going long. <laughs> no, it's not been. I think it's long because this show made me feel like I'd aged several years. Um, <laughs> yeah, like you know, like in Interstellar when the ship goes past. Yeah, when, when they go to the, when they go to the fun the fun right? spot, and, it's and they like kiss monkeys. Right, and then come back, and we've aged seventy years. Uh, <laughs> right, and it wasn't worth it. Like we lost our life. 30, 70 years of our lives watching <laughs> Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys. And now our, our daughter is real old. But at least we got to relive the 70s, right? Yeah, we yeah. did the 70s again. And do you guys remember how in that, like, incredible futuristic world that the they had a robot that was like a, like a connects, like a horse made out of connects? <laughs> like, a, like a big uh, Lego paperclip. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that robot. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, here we are again, uh, talking about anything other than Captain Simeon and the here Space Monkeys. Here we are again. <laughs> you know, look, look. Let's get uh, let's get some final let's get some final thoughts. Uh, final let's, thoughts. Let's let's start with our with our newest and best friend Corey. How how are you feeling oh. how, after two of these? Uh, well, I had to take a break in between them and yeah, watch something else, but <laughs> acceptable. Uh, but uh, I don't really have the need to see how it plays out, but it was pretty fun. That's the thing is like for all of its flaws, it managed to pack in a surprising amount of moments. Yeah. 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 I, I would say that it still it has a concept that can have inherent humor and it knows enough that it knows that a reference is not a joke by itself. Like it knows that you kind of need to do something with it. Sure, yeah. um, but they, then they did the Steve Martin Arrow thing, though, and Austin. then they did that. Yes, it so. can be both things. It can be a Janice. <laughs> it can have two faces. Um, but you know, uh, I I would like to see more of this. Maybe on my own time. Uh, maybe I was, some. I knew this was time fucking later. Coming. But I'm curious to see what a non uh, intro two parter is like. I want to know what the like daily missions are like, and if they're worth anything. Um, <laughs> But that might just be me. I'm getting it, kind of I, from it, the the echo of dead air <laughs> in the studio here. Well, okay, we talked about it. We talked about a funny idea, and maybe maybe offline we can discuss this, where we watch this first two parter, and then we skip to the very end and watch whatever the end is, and see if we can oh. piece together the interesting things in the middle. Uh, so I, I would I would only be down for that if we if we just jump to the end and then act like we you know never have to come back. Maybe ever next again. year. Yeah, yeah. Next year, 2022, Captain Simeon, tweet us and tell us you want it. <laughs> tweet us, <laughs> please. Tweet us, actually, please, and go on our Discord uh, and join our Patreon and vote for better shows 
Because we yeah. do we have another poll up right uh, now? We should. I mean, we should have another poll up. I don't know exactly what it is, but the the most recent one ended at the end of January, so a new one should be up now. Um, yeah. So go go check whatever that is out, and uh, yeah, you keep you keep fucking us, patrons. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, but we're so upset. <laughs> Much as a disappointed parent, you know, we just think you can do better because we've seen you really fly. Uh, but yeah, you did it so good when you gave us money. And then when <laughs> that part where you gave us money was so good. <laughs> and the part where you voted on shows and watch was just horrendous. <laughs> Uh, this this would normally this would normally be the part of a of a situation where we'd be like, hey Corey, you got anything fun going on that you can like you want to like promote? But like it's COVID time, do you? Or are you just yeah. kind of trying to live day to day? Uh, because I know that you've got some things. Uh, I've got a podcast that I yeah. do with my friend Detta. If uh, witchcraft and other witchy shit is your jam, check us out there. Uh, it's called Bonfire Babble. Cool. Nice. And I don't mean this as a as a uh, as a slam. I feel like this is for for the that's not a not ironic, right? That's, no, although yeah. we have a good few laughs, but it's sure it yeah, is not laugh, ironic. Yes, have a fun <laughs> laugh, but you're talking about like casting spells on nasty babies. I mean, mm. we're talking about tarot and self growth and about yeah, being a better person. Is it about the show Arrow, about CW's Arrow. Yes, yes, we're talking about Arrow. <laughs> Um, I just can't get enough of that Stephen Amell, you know? He's hot uh, like a monkey. I saw, I've, I've said that I've said that from day one. Honestly, if they did a live action Captain Simeon, Stephen Amell. Yeah, I yes, please. But no, I, 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 I've not I've not checked out your podcast yet. Bad bad me, but I I, I mean will, it's not I really I don't know if it's like your jam, but it's not you're welcome. But, you. but but I'm a friend, and I'm gonna you. give you. I'm gonna give you an episode, and I'm gonna <laughs> see what you're up to over there. Well, I'd love that. It's not for you, Wicker Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we just watched Midsummer last night for the first time. Holy uh, shit! <gasps> I still haven't I seen it. Rocked. Ooh. Ari Aster is a genius. Anyway, um, otherwise, I'm not really doing much. I'm going to be in a production, a radio production of Midsummer Night's Dream that comes out on Midsummer. Oh, uh, fine. But otherwise, oh. otherwise, that's kind of it for me right now. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming thank along. Thank you, Corey. It's been, it's been lovely. This yeah. was the yeah. funnest thing ever. So oh my if, you're ever, if you're ever in a pinch <laughs> and you can't find somebody, you give me a call. Or even without a pinch, when we're pinch free and we just want our friend again. I mean, that's that's <laughs> also good. Yeah. Corey, thanks again, and we will definitely see y'all next Tuesday.